Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are back here on Bases Loaded, and we finally made it to the most exciting divisions in all of baseball, the AL and the NL Western Divisions. Fellas, how excited are you to talk tonight? Oh, this is this is the one we've been waiting for. I mean, all three of us are fans of teams in the Western Division, so it's it's going to be fun to talk about this, but I'm excited to get into it. So, yeah, I'm really excited. Going a little longer tonight. Uh, yeah, fans, I'm, best be ready. I'm really excited, obviously, because like we're all Westheads is what we called last podcast. You know, like we all know our teams are all in the West. And well, not only that, but we obviously pay attention to the West a lot more because we see them three, four times a year. You know, rather than the uh, the the average Joe fan. You know, I, I think the West is going to be really exciting this year. I mean, not as exciting as what the Central the NL Central was last year, but I think this is going to be one of the uh, the biggest divisions, both in the NL and the AL, to pay attention to this year. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, really great uh, players here in the West, um, so might as well go ahead and get started. We'll start with the American League West and the uh, who I think is probably going to finish in last, the Texas Rangers. Yeah, the, the Rangers, I mean, we talked about it, but, uh, I mean, outside of Joey Gallo, there's not much excitement on this team. They uh, gave Lance Lynn's gone. Mike Miner's gone. Like, there's not really any pieces that look like they're going to compete. So it's just amazing to me that you build this brand-new ballpark. You're trying to get this fan base to come back, and you really haven't done anything. You didn't do much last year, and you didn't make up for anything in the offseason. So I, I definitely think it's going to be a struggle for the Rangers this year. For sure. I mean – I told you guys, like, obviously I made really good notes this this week coming in just because it was our, our division and things like that. And the only thing I could really come up is two things for the Rangers. Are they going to trade Joey Gallo? And where is he going to go? And what's the market going to be like for him? And at the end of the day, what's the plan here for the Rangers? You know, because not long ago, this is one of the best-run organizations in all of baseball. You have the money in Dallas. You know, you have the sports town vibe there in dallas i mean look at the park that they just they just built there you know i mean the inside is phenomenal the outside not so much they kind of stick <laughs> on that, you know i mean it looks like it looks like a barbecue pit but yeah. what the people in arlington were sold on the original plans the outside was all supposed to be glass and everything like that it was almost supposed to look just like uh jerry world right there across the world but I think there's a big, big issue with people that have got left behind on the new age and what baseball is going to and how how people are building teams and things like that now because, you know, Texas just isn't attracting the, the hot names like they were back in the early, you know, 90s and the early two, 2000s, you know, when they made the splash for, for guys like, you know, Alex Rodriguez, you know, Cliff Lee came there. Uh, they tried to pull a a rabbit out of their hat and try to revitalize, you know, Corey Kluber, but that didn't work out for them at yeah. all. Um, I'm just kind of curious to see what the plan is, you know, because a lot of the people that they invested their money in three, four years ago when they were seriously still in the mix for the West just completely bottomed out on them, and that's where all their money's been tied up with. Um, so it's been a major, major panic button in – Basically, they blew it up this off season. So I think, just like we said, you know, like where's Joey going, and and what's the market going to be like for him? Basically, come trade deadline. Yeah, 
going to be interesting uh, to see how long how long they're going to keep them. Um, are they going to wait till like June or July? Are they going to because this season could be over by May? Yeah. Um, they actually finally uh, let go of Elvis um, Andrews, who feels like was there forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. They did get Mr. Uh, strikeout or home run, Chris Davis. Mr. I hit about 250 every year, and I always like it's it's quite interesting there. Um, but just on paper, they did make some interesting moves. They got David Dahl from the uh, Rockies there, so that's not a bad signing. Um, I just with the teams like the A's and the Astros, it's going to be really hard for them to uh, compete. Um, basically, for the I think for the AL West. Whichever team can beat up on the lesser teams, um, yeah. like 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 the Rangers and the Tigers and the Orioles, whoever does that is going to probably win the AL West. For sure. Quick question real quick. Under or over 60 wins for the Texas Rangers this year? Over. Over. Uh, I'm like 65. I, I, I'd say over, yeah. It's just – it's they, they there's a threshold for losing 100 games, and I, it's – I think that team is decent enough to not get there, but it's going to be close. It'll be like mid nineties, but I don't think they're going to get to a hundred. I'm kind of, I'm dude, Brandon and me, we're going the same way. Like I'm saying 66, they'll be 66 and 96 on the year. There you go. I was like 65, 70 wins probably. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Like they're, they're not terrible, but I don't think they have the talent to compete there in the um, ALS. I think if um, they get into bullpen injuries, then they get to that. They yeah, they take yeah. that next rung down because that bullpen is a very big question mark there. Yeah, uh, which you could just say for a lot of teams. Uh, next team up is the team with the pretty consensus best player in all Major League Baseball, Mike Trout, and the uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. They, they did make some moves. Um, I feel like they're starting to solidify their pitching a little bit. Uh, they still need to decide what they're doing with Shehei Otani. Are they going to have him be their their ace of their staff, or do they want him to be their solid bat in the middle of that lineup to protect Mike Trout? Yeah, and I, and I feel like with them, that, that, that is a big question, Mark, because Otani, I mean, he's looked good this spring training. He, he, had a, he had a great outing last time, and uh, – I mean, it's just it's that balance of finding do you want his bat in the lineup or do you want him pitching? You know, like you've got to give him days off in between and stuff like that. And it's just I don't know if he's the type of guy and I don't know if he's at the place he wants to be as a pitcher where he's going to be able to just spot start wherever. Like he's going to need to be in a constant rotation. But if you do that, you take away his bat. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how they handle him this year. For sure. You know, and I'm going to kind of ride on Brandon's coattails. My biggest question for the Angels are any of those pitchers that they got got to stick. You know, Jose Cotana and Alex Cobb. You know, Alex Cobb was a big up-and-rising star a couple yeah. of years ago when he was in Baltimore. In fact, there was a lot of calls on him back in the 2016-2017 season. Um, another thing, you know, same thing Brandon said was my second no. How much more patience are they going to have a Shohei? You know, like I, I've said it for the past year and a half. I think they need to take the ball out of his hand. And tell him, look, you're 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 an everyday player. You know, you are you are not a pitcher. Let's just let's start over. It was cool. It sold tickets. You know, uh, but I mean, a, a growing concern 
on the radar for me now, though, is has Albert Pujols become a liability of them? And I feel bad saying that about him because, I mean, this is a first hall, ballot Hall of Famer. But, I mean, let's face it. I mean, he, he struggled at the back end of a 60-game season last year. I mean, what what is he going to do for you for that full 162? And, of course, the biggest question mark is you've had the greatest player in baseball for, what, the past four to five years. Mike Trout has hit the 30-year mark. Okay, This year, yeah. This year. So what's the next step and what are the angels going to do to finally realize that if he can't get you just to the playoffs on his own, being the best player in sports or in in, in baseball pretty much for the past five years, what are you going to do now to actually make it to where he gives you that longevity and that pop still in his back? There's a lot of questions for the angels this year, but I honestly, you know, I'm, I'm kind of high on them yeah. a lot higher than I have been the past couple of years. But I, I think the most important is that first point that I made. What What is Katana and, and, and Cobb going to do? Like, Because if they hit on that, like that's going to be kind of like a double ace, you know, that you get on a draw because they have the potential to do something there. But it's, it's, it's kind of iffy once you start talking about those two guys right there. Yeah, and when you when you look at the Angels, I mean, their crutch the last decade almost has been pitching. It's been their bullpen. It's been struggles with starting pitching. I mean, you look at the lineup; they've got bats, they've got Trout, they've got Rendon. If Upton has a has a decent year, and I feel like he has the potential to have a decent year, like that's another bat. You got Young Joe Adele. Like, there's a lot of options there. So it's just if their pitching can keep them in games, and that's yeah. been their that's been their question mark for the last decade. And I know you guys are higher on the Mariners, but. I'm, I'll, I'll take the Angels all day in this division over the Mariners. Uh, as Taryn was saying, Dylan Bundy is something that is yeah. someone that I, I'm really high on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and like I he think... mentioned, he's, he's going to be the opening day starter, so they're definitely high on him too as well. He was huge last year for them, and that was a cool journeyman story too as well because a lot of people had wrote Bundy off. you know. So he definitely had a bounce-back performance last year. Um, and I believe, in regards to Albert Pujols, I believe this is the last year of his deal. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And so. and I mean, it's it's crazy to think that he's been there forever. Because I remember watching him in St. Louis, but he's he's been there forever. And it's 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 been tough to watch in the last couple of years. He's definitely struggled. You, you watch him for run to first, and it's uh, there. I don't know if there's anyone slower in the league, but <laughs> you just you just hope that you get a little bit of bat out of him, and he could do something this year. I don't know why they play him at first base. Just put him at the DH spot. Like I don't get why they, while they'll play him at first. I'm like he's so slow. Like I get first base, you don't have to be the fastest, but why waste him? Just put him at the DH. He's a. I just don't get it. Um, but like, if they decide and and they put Shehei Otani as a everyday player, that. Two, three, and four in that lineup could be deadly. You got Otani, yeah. Trout, and Rendon, and you could mix those three. So, like, say one game you put Trout in the two, next game you put him in the three, and that. So, like, they can mix and match based on matchups there really, really well. And with if, with someone like Madden, like I feel like that's something yeah. that will happen. Is they're they're gonna put Trout all over the lineup. I, I think you're gonna see him in a lot of different places from two to five throughout the season, kind of depending on matchups. And and I, I feel like they're gonna try to utilize him in every way possible. 
Yeah, uh, and they did start to shore up that uh, bullpen. Um, they got a actual, not like a fantastic closer, but not a terrible one in Rafael Iglesias. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like he did prove in Cincinnati that he can be a closer. Um, it was better than what they had. So, so we shall see. We shall see. I, I just want to see Mike Trout in the playoffs. Like that's all I like. It's it's it, it's unreal that you this guy's been in the league and you you don't get to see him on the biggest showcase. Like he he is stand like alone the greatest the best player in baseball over the past five years. And it's like they just need to put just enough talent around him to get him there. How about this? Instead of seeing him in the playoffs, why don't we just see him win a playoff series? <laughs> Ouch. 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 (laughs) Yeah. So I'm just uh, moving on here to the probably, who will probably end up finishing third, the uh, young up-and-coming Seattle Mariners. Yeah, and when when you talk about the Mariners, you talk about a young team. Like, you've got Kyle Lewis, who's coming off a fantastic season. Um, we were talking before, Taylor Trammell is an outfielder that I think has had a lot of upside this year. You're looking at pitchers like Jared Kelenic, and then they've got a young prospect like Logan Gilbert. So there's a lot of young guys that really can teeter this team. And I, I know you're higher on the Angels, Blake, but it's it's one of the reasons that I think Seattle's going to surprise some people this year. Well, I know that I know you guys are high on it, but I mean, we didn't even talk about with the Angels, a guy like Anthony Rendon and him yeah. basically only getting hot the last month of baseball last year. Look, I know what Seattle has, but, you know, and Seattle fan has been chirping that they're following the blueprint of Houston and they're following the blueprint of San Diego, but I just don't see it, you know. Um, I, I see where the talent is, but we've seen these waves roll in and out of Seattle for the past two decades. Um, you know, and they're exciting team to watch. I'll give you that. But this team's got to show me that they can play competitive baseball and stay hot for more than a month because Seattle fan gets really, really excited in the month of April because that's the month that they're always hot. And then you don't hear from them the rest of the year. And I mean, that's basically the only point that I really have with Seattle. They have a lot of young talent. Yeah. They just need to get them some play, uh, not playoff, just game regular season <clears throat> experience, and I think they could definitely be up and coming in the next probably three or four years. Yeah, and I, and I mean, I, I think one play. one interesting thing to watch this year is going to be what happens with Kyle Seager because obviously, you know, we 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 touched about it before, but what happened with uh the off-season fiascos this year, it had a huge impact. And his wife's sitting there talking about where we move into. Like, I feel like he's already got one foot out the door. So it's it's going to be interesting what kind of impact he has on that team. But there, there's just a lot of youth there that you want to put in the right direction. And it's, it's kind of a sour way to start spring training for them. So we'll, we'll see how they bounce back and uh, move forward going through that. Yeah, it's really bad, too, because you would think that Seager would be there and be that voice and that veteran leadership for this young core. And he's setting a really bad president to this this young core of guys it's like hey i'm i'm just here for a paycheck basically right now yeah and i mean yeah it's the end of this it's the end of his contract he's a free agent this year so it's like do they trade him at the trade deadline because they know he's frustrated he's not coming back like who knows Mm -hmm. Uh, and they do have a lot of 
players that aren't ready to come up yet um, either that are in that farm. Like, they have one of the top farm systems in, in all of baseball, so it's going to be interesting uh, when they start to think that they're ready there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, say, by the All-Star break, they're out of it if they trade Kyle Seager. Yeah. I think he's their best uh, trading piece. Yeah, I mean, there's better pieces, but it's young talent you want to hold on to. So yeah, that that's definitely a guy who's at the end of his at the end of his deal. That's definitely expendable in in lack of better terms. Because they are not trading Kyle Lewis, so oh, no. that um, so I would say Kyle Seager's their best uh, trade. So hopefully, that if they do decide to make that move, that they can get some solid pieces for him. Um, so moving on to. The Oakland Athletics. Um, I just want to talk about that video that we shared the other day uh, from, what was it, Jesus Lazardo, that freaking curveball. <sighs> Filthy. And oh, the, pretty- sub, the sub, right? The sub? <laughs> yeah. The turkey sub, isn't that what he's calling it? Yeah, he's mm. calling it the, uh, the uh, turkey subs. Which, by the way, is a fantastic name for a pitch. <laughs> But, but yeah, I mean, when, when we talk about Oakland, you know, you, you've got those corner positions with Matt Olson and uh, Matt Chapman. Like, you, you've got a lot of talent there. They're obviously coming off a playoff, uh, a, a playoff uh, chance last year. So they're, they're a really good team. And they seem to do a little bit this year where they came up and shored their bullpen up, getting a guy like Trevor Rosenthal, adding a lot of pieces, Sergio Roma, you, either way, whatever. But they've added more arms. So they're, they're going to be an interesting team to watch this year, as they always are. Well, I think the reason why they added all the arms is because of all the arms that they've lost. Let's face yeah. it, their bullpen, their relief was scary. You know, that's one of the reasons why this team won the 60-game division title, you know. But I think once you really look at it, those relief pitchers were pitching three to four innings to cover for the starting pitching, and it reflected going into the playoffs because the relievers had no energy and no gas. I think one of the biggest questions, you know, is will the hitters get turned around? You know, I mean, Matt Chapman struggled last year. I mean, Matt Olson, dude, he he batted, he finished with a batting average of 195 last year. And I mean, guys like Piscotti and even Davis, when he was with them, you know, they they struggled last year horribly. You know, and those were their big big hitters. You know, um, I, I, Lazardo, I think, was the only guy that really stayed hot for them all year long last year. You know. And that's kind of one of the guys, like we said, you know. Look at that. Look at that. That is it's, so. F- it's filthy. Like yeah. if, if, and then his next pitch, 97. Yeah. When you, when you can mix stuff like that, you're, you're a dirty pitcher. And as long as you can control that stuff and that, if, if, if you can make that last, you're going to be a really good pitcher. So. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting uh, to see what. I mean, even if, like Taryn is saying, um, even if they do win, are they going to do anything in the playoffs? Like, it doesn't matter what you do in the regular season. No. Yeah, that was going to be my last point right there. Is there enough urgency here? Because, obviously, honestly, that's that's Oakland in a, in a nutshell. You know, it's almost kind of like the same song and dance as Anaheim up there. You know, they start out hot. They have always great key pieces there that they develop in-house, you know, and it's just almost like there is there is no urgency ever when it comes to the stretch, either in the playoffs or get to the playoffs. And it showed, you know, I mean, Oakland fan can bang their chest 
all they wanted to all last year about the division crown and everything like that. But they got real quiet, you know, after the playoffs. And, you know, I think that we're going to see that again this year. The same scenario that happened in in this division, in another division that we're going to talk about here in a little while. And I'll just leave it at that little, little <laughs> quick anger. I was going to say, wait, who, who knocked Oakland out of the playoffs last year? <laughs> All right, Blake. <laughs> the floor is yours about your Houston Astros. The floor is yours. Okay, okay. Well, I c- I'm going to keep it short and sweet because I have a tendency to rattle on, okay? But all I'm going to tell you guys, if you're listening, you saw the piece this week, obviously. And if you haven't, you can look it up on ESPN. If you're get- Number one, and I-, I think both of you guys, Brandon and Chris, I don't have to remind you, but if you're getting your baseball news from ESPN, you need to find an alternative source. Both Chris and Brandon will agree that ESPN baseball writers are trash. You can find just anybody else, okay? There was a piece that came out that said, "Are the, this is the last year for the Astros window. And I just, you know, we talked about it before coming, coming on on how it being low-hanging fruit because I just don't see with the core that we've had, you know, how, how we're just going to be gone after this season. You know, we're finally healthy. Um, Bregman's coming back. Jordan Alvarez is coming back. Kyle Tucker's finally hitting the stretch. Um, you got guys like Jose Altuve that statistically probably had one of the roughest years, not only mentally, but statistically, you know, in his career with everything that's happened. Um, I just think everybody has been talking about our bullpen and our starters. You know, we don't have the sexy names this year like Cole and Verlander. But at the same time, I mean, we didn't have anybody sexy last year either. You know, Granky did his stuff, but Granky has also been – He'll go out there and pitch a game great and then come out and just completely be awful and get pulled by the third inning. I mean, that's that's Grinky. That's what Zach Grinky's going to be like here. Still a great guy, still going to be a Hall of Famer, but that's where he is right here. What sucks is losing Force Whitley to Tommy John surgery, our number one pitching prospect, and Valdez, Forever Valdez, fractured his finger last yeah. week in, in, in spring training game. And what's crazy about it is he still pitched a whole inning after doing that. Um, a lot of people have brought that up, that that's the Achilles heels of the Astros, like they're supposed to scare us. What people fail to mention or even recollect last year is we had 12 guys make MLB debuts last year. Okay? MLB debuts, whether it's starting pitching or relief pitching last year. And we were one swing away from going back to the World Series. Okay? This core right here is going to be bigger and better through the one through nine this year. Diaz is going to be healthy. We lost him the first week. You know, that's our utility guy right there. Um, Altuve only hit 219 last year. Bregman wasn't himself, you know. Um, Jordan Alvarez, we only had him for two swings. One of them was a home run last year. I'm saying it right here right now, and this is going to be a bold statement. Kyle Tucker hits over 30 home runs this year, okay? And I'll say this, Jordan Alvarez will hit over 30 home runs like this year as well. And when you start mixing in with Yuli, Carlos Correa, Bregman, Jose Altuve, you know. I mean, I can keep going on, but the only weaklings that we're going to have is Machete and Maldonado probably hitting out of the eighth hole. And Miles Straw, who's probably going to be our starting center field, hitting out in the ninth hole. Other than the Padres and the Dodgers, could you honestly name a scarier one through nine through that? You know, I, I, 
I understand that we need to do something starting pitching wise. They did yeah. put a band-aid, obviously going out and signing a guy, you know, and I was honestly really interested because I know if we had our former GM that Rick Vasello would already be on the team because he's always had a huge man crush on him. Uh, but uh, I, I just, I don't see how, you know, we're not getting the respect we deserve at the one through nine, but I, I, I kind of like it at the same time because in the back of their heads, you know, it's what I said all last year. They're going to have to go out there and they're going to have to earn it and they're going to have to shut people up basically. And nothing's just going to be handed to them like it was in 17 through through 19, basically. Well, and I mean, you, you obviously hit on all the points, but I mean, two, two, I think the two biggest questions I have is is the starting pitching, because obviously the injuries are, are not helpful, and especially going into a season like this, you, you want to have all your arms. But uh, I mean, Jordan Alvarez, he only played two, he only had two at-bats last year. Like, mm-hmm. he's coming off knee surgery. Like, how do you think he's going to bounce back this year? Because I, I, it's, it's easier said than done. I know we put the numbers up in 2019, but can he be that same guy after knee surgery? Well, it's not. It's So the knee surgery was literally basically scraping out just build up okay it wasn't anything major we're not talking about any issues we're not talking about acls the only reason why they stopped and shut him down is because they literally said at one point it's just literally cartilage on cartilage but he was running on a treadmill a month after the surgery happened last year during the season so not only is he fine but he's lost weight Okay, he has a nutritionist now. Yuli drops 10 pounds as well, you know. So I feel like, you know, not only physically but mentally, this guy, these people are coming back in. Along with the bullpen, uh, guys like Yukiti and guys like Christian Javier that stepped up last year big. I know Christian Javier didn't do great in the playoffs, but he did very, very well, you know. I know a lot of people have said that Valdez will be back, and I mean – Let's face it, you know, we keep on hearing rumblings and rumors, and I'm trying not to read into them, but a lot of people have said that Verlander has taken this whole deadline as a challenge, and there's a lot of rumor mill coming around and coming out of Astros' organization that he could potentially be ready by the playoffs. So I'm not trying to get my hopes up on that, but that could be a silver lining, obviously, if we don't pull a, a rabbit out of our house come trade deadline because I really feel that James Click will be super aggressive at the deadline to bring another starter in, regardless of where we are. All right, Theron. Um, Blake, how do you see the standings uh, panning out there for the AL West? Hold on, yeah. I have it down at the bottom. So I'm going to say, obviously the Astros are going to win the division this year. I mean, regardless, you know. And, you know, I've kind of played back and forth. I still think the A's have a great team. I think the A's great bounce back. You know, I think they're they're a, a strong second place. I, I think the Astros are going to be a 90-win team. Okay, I'm not going to say 100 because I, they're going to need all the help they can get, obviously, on starting pitching. I think the A's are that team that is around 84, 85 wins, you know. And once you really think about it, I have the Angels and Mariners super close, okay? I still think the Angels get there, but I'm, I'm thinking right at 80 wins. But I, I, I did give the Mariners a, a high road this year. I, I still see that team winning 75 games this year. So I have Astros, A's, Angels, Mariners, Rangers. And like I said earlier, Brandon, me and you were pretty much on the same wavelength. I had the Rangers down at 66 wins. Yeah. Chris? 
Nice. Um, I mean, I, I've got the Astros winning the division. I've got the Mariners in second. The A's, oh, the wow. A's in th- the the A's oh, in third. Uh, the, we got a hot take. We fourth. got a hot yeah. take. No, I, I really think the Mariners are going to surprise some people this year. I think they they you have know, a lot of talent. Are... Their youth, if if their youth is as good as their advertised, or even slightly as good as advertised, like they're going to shock some people. And I think they could steal sure. a wild card spot. For sure. And you know, these are the predictions that we need right here because these are the predictions that we say what like six months from now we're like nobody would have thought this team was here you know and a hundred percent with you like i almost i almost took the angels second just because i think rendon and, and, and trout are going to mesh together better this year and i kind of once you kind of really look at their bullpen and you compare it to last year's bullpen it, it is night and day even with what they got but yeah i, I see where you're talking about with the mariners but i, I think I could be wrong, and you could be very right, but I just think that we're one year removed from from putting their own up there. But if, dude, if you hit on that, that's gonna be that's gonna be awesome. I can tell you that. I will I'll give you Blake, kudos. And you I will spoiled eat my hot take. You spoiled my hot take. I was I'm sorry. Do Astros, Angels, A's. There you go. Yeah. Mariners and Rangers. So, yeah, I, well, I, Brandon, I, not I expect your hot take off from Oakland. Yeah. Not to spoil your hot take, but I literally scratched the Angels right before we came on because I had them at number two. Yeah, uh, I think they'll finally decide what to do with uh, Shehei Otani, mm-hmm. whether it's put him at the DH or put him as a starting pitcher, and they'll just say you're doing this one thing. Don't you're not doing both. Yeah. Um, Here's one yeah. question that we didn't hit on: Chapman. Chapman's a free agent after this year, right? Look I think it up he's in a quick. contract. Yeah, I, I thought he was in a contract year, but I mean that's something to think about too because guys, guys only, tend yeah, to play but, a little bit better. <laughs> well, that's one thing that I wanted to say is like not only are we because honestly, we all have that one guy that we like watching in the division. Mine is Chapman. I love watching Matt Chapman play. Okay, I I, I love him in the box. I love him on third base, but don't we all have that one guy that's that favorite guy on a rival? In division that's like man that guy would look really good in a different jersey and not even your own jersey but just a different jersey because he's just he kills your team that's yeah. how i feel about matt chapman so i'm very he eager to see him is, move on he's in a contract here yes nice um he has yeah yeah he'll, we'll see if he'll i don't i don't know he's not he gonna resign there <laughs> he's not he's not he's like get me out of this place yes he is Taryn Mike Fires is still on the A's yeah there's a big question mark about him but Taryn I'm I'm looking forward to if he if he pitches this year and see how they they string him along the season when we when we come to town and when they come to town where do you think he could end up? Or Actually, no, let me ask you this. Say the A's are in third place and they're out by 10-plus games by the trading deadline. Do they trade Matt Chapman? I could see it just to see if they could get someone to return for him, but I think the only way they do that is when if their agent basically is like, yeah, we're not even coming to the table. 
Yeah, and, and I, I think I think they'll try to work something out with him, especially as long as he's been there. But I mean, that that's the thing about guys in contract years. You never know if if the season takes a turn and all of a sudden they're like, I don't want to sit around and see this. They might they might ask. So it's it's definitely something. But like you said, it depends what kind of position they're in. If they come out sluggish in April and May, and all of a sudden they're looking up and know they can't catch anything, their decisions might have to be made. Here's a good question, and I want to hear it from somebody that's not a fan of Houston like me. Mike Fires is hurt, and if he wasn't hurt, he was already going to be on the brim of the fighting for a five or six spot. If he gets cut, or he, I don't even know if he's on a one-year deal or not, do you see another team signing a guy like that that has already told on a previous team? Do you think that that is the end of his MLB career, that he – he put a nail in his coffin on coming forward. It depends on what we see out of him. If yeah, it's shows... it's how he pitches and what kind of needs. Like if there's a team that's desperate for a starter and knows they can get some arms innings out of him, yeah, I mean, you bring up a point with the the fact that that you know he kind of he he was the he was the uh, the guy that spoke everything. But it's like as long as you're not doing anything, I guess it doesn't matter. If, if you you know, I mean, you you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like the, the Angels, all the Angels stuff that's been swept under the rug the past two years, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, Dr. Nicole's yeah. and, you know. He is on a one-year deal, by the way. There you go. So We shall uh, see. Yeah, we shall see. The ALS is going to be interesting this year. It would be crazy to think someone else other than the Astros winning the uh, division. Yeah, and I mean, when you really think know. about it, I give the kudos to the A's, but I mean, yeah, you know, when you really look at the Astros last year, you remember how frustrated I was last year. I mean, both you guys, I mean, we'd go on a three-game winning streak, and then we would end, we would lose like five in a row. You know, the Astros never got hot until the playoffs, and that was usually, you know, the deadline for the All Star game. So I, I still believe, and you call me a homer all you want, but if it was a full one sixty two, I don't think the A's win the division with how hot that the Astros got in the, in the playoffs. But that's neither here nor there, you know. Yeah. We, we played the 60, and that's what happened. But I'm, I think we saw a lot of people that are – it's going to favor them going into this next year on just having that small of a season. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to the National League West, uh, the Colorado Rockies traded away one of their best players probably in franchise history. I don't think they traded him away. They gave him away. Yeah, they literally was like <laughs> – St. Louis, here's Nolan Arenado. You can give us chump chains like that. They didn't give up like they didn't get really anything back for him. Um, Trevor Story is in a contract year, just like Carlos Correa. Yeah, uh, those are probably the two biggest free agents at the shortstop uh, position after this season. So it's going to kind of see who's going to set the uh, market. Is it going to be Story, or will it be Correa? I don't think Carl. Uh, that's one thing that I didn't hit on. Correa doesn't hit the open market. Click will get it done, and if not, sooner rather than later. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Correa has a deal before walking into opening day. But yeah, with, with Trevor's story, you, you look at the Rockies and two and a half I, weeks. He has two and a half weeks to get that done. Oh, he could get it done. He could get it done easy. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, with Trevor Story, like I I don't see him being on this roster by the end of the season. Maybe not until maybe not by July. Like that that's a guy that's gonna 
there there's going to be a desire for him and i don't see the the way the rockies treated this offseason like winning's not a priority right now so if you can get if you can get prospects if you can get something for him do it yeah i'm 100% with you um i mean dude story i mean it's it, it's kind of like you took the only line the only other thing that i really have is like if you're a Colorado Rockies fan, I mean, how do you pick up the pieces, basically? Because just like the Rangers, it's like, what is this organization doing? You know, I mean, you think about it. I mean, not too long ago, you had a guy like LeMahieu out there as well, too. You know, um, it's just it's unfortunate for a town like that and like a, bar, a ballpark and a venue like that. It's beautiful out there. If you guys have yeah. been to a, a, yeah. a game out there, um, you know, I, I think – the only guy that you could kind of look at besides, you know, Charlie out there is a guy like Brian McMahon, you know, I think he's, he's a guy that could hit 24 homers easily in that ballpark out there. But other than that, it's just, what else do you really have? You know, cause the pitching there is just a huge, huge question mark. Yeah. I, I mean, I have the Rockies kind of, even though we dogged the, the Rangers more than I feel like we're going to dog the Rockies just because they have an, an all-star like, like story, I still see this team at like around 66, 67 wins on the season. Yeah, and it's going to be a tough year, but it's it's one of the things we've talked about. When you're facing teams like they are in the division with the Padres and the Dodgers, you're going to lose a lot of games. <laughs> so, well, not only that, it's... but what does it not only do to their mindset, you know? Because like it's, a, it's one thing to say about a physical wear of a 162, but once you're getting blasted by, by, by two juggernaut teams that are two of the most vicious one through nines that we've seen in not only in the same league together, but in the same division together, it's going to be brutal for, for, for a lot of these guys in a lot of pitching mishaps that they're going to have there in, in Colorado. Uh, so you brought up Ryan McMahon. I think he's going to be a solid third baseman. He's unfortunately, he can't live up to the same height as oh, Nolan Arenado. So, um, because they were playing him at second, but his natural position was third base. Yeah. Um, so I think they're going to be a lot like the Texas Rangers. Um, a lot of unknown talent. Um, pitching is very suspect. So we'll see. Will they? I think they'll be fighting with the Giants for that seller spot. Well, and see, I, I think I think they're going to be a little. I don't think they're going to be 65, 70 wins. Like I, I think. A guy like Bud Black as a manager, he he can get guys, he can get he can get things out of his players that I've seen before, especially with mediocre Padre teams when he was here and he was actually able to get them over the top. I think you look at guys like John Gray, German Marquez, and uh, Kyle Freeland. Like I don't think they're absolutely terrible. Like they're they're not great, but they're not completely terrible. So I think they do have some sort of pitching, but it is going to be a huge uphill battle for them this year. Yeah. Uh, I think they'll finish in last. So, uh, moving on to the Giants there. Um, I can't believe that Johnny Cueto is still there. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't, I, I was just thinking, I was like, wait, oh yeah, he is. <laughs> like, I feel like he would have retired by this. Like, it feels like he's been there forever. Mm-hmm. Because remember, he, what, did he leave the year after? In Kansas City? I feel like it was the year after. Yeah, because wasn't he like the hot commodity? I want to say it was literally the year after they won it. 
and two, what that was 15. So yeah. But I mean, the, the Giants are an interesting team. Like, remember, they were pretty close to his playoff spot last year. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's not like they were just a, a a walkover last year. I mean, they have some decent talent. They've got some young prospects that they have the capability to bring up. But it's like, what what are you going to expect from guys like? I mean, look at Buster Posey. He's, I feel like he's been there forever, and I feel like we're on the downside of his career. Like, he's still a very very good player. But how much longer are you going to get that kind of talent from him? For sure. Yeah, the, I mean, not a lot to say about the Giants, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. They've, they've got prospects that we could see at some point, but other than that, I mean, it's just it's just a matter of my notes. My notes is what will they get for Buster, and what kind of market is it for a catcher? You know, come trade deadline, and number two, this feels like the oldest rebuilding team ever. You know, yeah, yeah, and then you know. Is it even enough to even talk about the rotation? Because yeah, like Chris said, you know they had some, they have some young stars on that team, and they have prospects. But it's kind of like you thought that they would have hit on some stuff, or you know they would have attracted you know some offseason pieces. And I know they've gone out there and what they got what Longoria and and stuff. But I kind of feel yeah. like they're they're looking off of you know the Angels' homework for the past ten years, and they're signing these guys that are the the veterans instead of actually established talent and things like that. So, I mean, I don't think they're as bad as the Rockies. I think, hold yeah. on, let me scroll down. They're, uh, in my book, I still think, you know, like I could see this team winning 70, 75 games, you know? So, I mean, uh, but the biggest, the biggest question mark across the board is what, what is the front office doing up there basically? They also have, I think, if they do trade Buster Posey, it's going to be to a team in the um, AL. He's not mm-hmm. a catcher anymore. He's yeah, sure. no, he, he he's not a catcher anymore. And, I mean, they, they've got Joey Bart just sitting there waiting. And, and we, you saw a spark of him last year. But, it, I mean, when you have young guys like this and you're in the middle of a long rebuild, like, there has to be a point where you just you have to give them the time. really do. Uh, yeah, I say – I think yeah, I think we're all. I think he's going to be gone. I think Buster Posey is gone. Um, one person that I'm really excited to see because he kind of blew out last year is Mike Yastrzemski. Yeah, he was in MVP talk for like near 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 the end of the year because I think he was near the lead in um, home runs. Yeah, I, I saw a lot of him last year, and he is an absolutely fantastic player to have a last name like that and the lineage that he does. And uh, he he was very fun to watch last year, and he is definitely a guy that you can keep your eye on. We're, we'll see how he plays in a full 162, but he definitely has that talent to, to, to help carry that team. So I, th- I say 70 to 72 wins. So not terrible, but uh, Padres and Dodgers are going to be that 95-plus. I, I will, I will say the Giants are the third place team in that division. I don't know. I don't know what the Diamondbacks are this year. I, I was gonna know. say that that that's the lead in right to your team right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. We have like we have some solid pieces. Uh, Cattell Marte. Um, if we get the Eduardo Escobar from twenty nineteen. Who had like forty plus doubles, thirty homers, was near the lead and runs batted in. 
then I think that that they could challenge for a wild card. But if we get the one last year, who struggled ma majorly, then yeah, they're. I think they'll finish in fourth. Um, also, what Mad Bum are we getting? Are we getting what was that 2013 playoffs where he basically every time he took the mound it was a win and he pitched like the last four innings of game six or game seven of the World Series? Are we getting the one we got last year that his fastball was like 86? Well, and, and that's a, that's the thing with Mad Bum at this point. Like the the arm's just not there. And when when you're a pitcher like him, he's just throwing up meat pitches. Like I, I watched the Padres absolutely obliterate him last year. Like I just can't every believe start, every start he had. It was just brutal because he I was cannot even like these meat it. pitches. Like, yeah, he was throwing 86 and he didn't have control, so it was all over the place. Like I was like. Great, we signed this guy. That's fantastic. well, and and he's a chap ass for what he is. But but you talked about that playoff run. That that was still, I, I think, one of the most spectacular things I've ever seen in that World Series, where he pitched in back to back. It was just was dominant as ever. But yeah, that that guy's that guy's just picking up his paycheck at this point, riding his uh, ATVs and you know mm -hmm. what was it? What was it? The, the the fake names with the rodeo and whatever. Like he's just he's living his life. Like you know, just, just yeah. let him collect his paycheck. <laughs> um, one player I'm very excited to watch because he's. He has the stuff to be pretty good. Zach Gallon. I'm very excited to watch Zach Gallon. Um, I think he might actually end up being our ace sooner rather than later, um, just because he had like he has some really he has a great fastball. So um, it's just he tends to overthrow a little bit. So a lot like uh, Robbie Ray is he tries to strike guys out, and he'll turn a three or four pitch at bat to an eight to nine pitch at bat because he keeps throwing it so fast and guys keep fouling it off, fouling it off, fouling it off. So um, another player that I'm intrigued by, someone we got in the Zach Greinke deal, Josh Rojas, tearing it up in spring training right now. Every, basically every ball that he hits is a hard hit, is hard hit. So um, I don't know where they're going to play him. Because they can't play him at third, they got Eduardo Escobar. They can't play him at second because they got Cattell Marte. Maybe left field because David uh, Peralta is kind of on the way out. He's a little bit um, older there. He's, what, 33? So, which is odd to say because, I mean, in baseball, 33 is pretty old. Yeah. But, I mean, that that's one thing about the Diamondbacks is I, I think age is the number at this point. And, and they are an older team at this point. Mm -hmm. so, I, I think the only question – that I have for Arizona is how are they going to respond in the off season? I mean, because let's face it, this the season for those three teams that we've already talked about, is going to be brutal. And in this division, it's okay. How are, how are you going to respond? Cause you know, you still got to have fans in the stand and Arizona has got a, a, a great sports vibe, you know, there for that city. But it's, it's kind of like how, how much longer, can you continue to keep putting what you guys have put out on the field without getting that hot name to come? You know, I, you, you know that I love Marte, you know, and I hope he bounces back this season. I don't think we can write him off over, over 60 games or anything like that, but you know, it's kind of like they got rid of the, the people that they were paying. So I want to see what you guys will do in, in the free agent market coming up now, because you guys have the cap room to start being aggressive and going and throwing money at the free agents that are going to be out on the market this year. Yeah. We finally got that, that 
that. Is that Granky deal off the books? We got that Yasbani Tomas deal finally off the books. So, um, you you remember when Tomas was signed? Because I remember the Padres going hard after him too, and everyone was just so high on that kid. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> it was something else. <laughs> Goddamn! What was it? Tony Stewart. What was that guy's the uh, GM who used to be a pitching coach for the Padres? Dave Stewart. Dave Stewart, yeah, he was our uh, GM. He made that move. Terrible. Just <laughs> terrible. Like, he was worth so much, and he couldn't play defense, and when he and then he couldn't hit, and you're like, what are you doing? Like, he was just not good at all. Another player that I'm hoping can have a great second year because he had a pretty good 60-game stretch, Cole Calhoun. Mm-hmm. Cole Calhoun did really well. I like Cole Calhoun. Uh, last year. Um Christian Walker's another he loves facing Clayton Kershaw. I love watching him face Clayton Kershaw. Like he destroys Clayton Kershaw. So anytime they play the uh, Dodgers I'm like, "Yep, put him in the lineup." So, uh I think that's it. Nick Ahmed, I just like watching him play. He has the quickest hands I've ever seen. He gets the ball out so fast. Um, he's been able to hit a little bit, so we'll see. I say third or fourth place. I'm, I'm leaning towards fourth place because uh, I, if we get a decent Mad Bum, then I say third place. If we get what we got last year, fourth place. So fourth place. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> um, do we want to go Dodgers or Padres next? Your choice. <laughs> I was so, like, I would, li- I would like to save the best for last, so we can talk about the Dodgers. Yeah, let's talk about the Dodgers. Uh, they signed Trevor Bauer to a stupid deal. Just ridiculous. He literally makes more than the Pirates. Yeah. We're going to be laughing at that deal in two years. Mm-hmm. Maybe this year. Maybe this year. Yeah. But I mean... I mean yeah, Bauer, did... Bauer is the guy that benefited the most from the 60-game season. And I think that Paycheck tells the tell the take right there. Because I'm I'm with you. That's my bold prediction on him is he will be at peak high, the third best guy in that rotation this year. Oh, yeah, hands down. At peak high. At peak high there. Because, honestly, that's one of my biggest questions for them is who even fits in this rotation now? And is that going to be the same rotation after the All-Star break? You know what I mean? Because, I mean, once you really think about it, if you're not performing in this, how long of a leash, you know – does a guy like Dave Roberts even think with some of these guys, you know, because you got guys waiting in the helm that are going to be itching for a spot to go out there and, and dominate, you know? So, um, but yeah, I, I'm a hundred percent with you on that, Chris, on the whole Bauer fiasco. Well, and, and the one thing you brought up is, is it's one of the things that the Padres and Dodgers have in common is there are, there's so much talent, not just on the major league roster right now, but sitting there waiting to get on that major league roster. So mm-hmm. if you're, if you're in a certain position and you're not putting up numbers, how long can you sit and wait, especially when this is basically an arms race and these two teams are going to be sprinting out of the gates. You, you've got to look at guys like there's guys like Gavin Lux who, who knows like oh, if he's yeah. going to, if he's going to be, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah. just like, but there's so many arms, like, like credit is credit due. Like the Dodgers are a very filthy team. They won the world series last year for a reason because of their depth. And how many people I might jump the gun too much. How many people are going to be upset that they won't be able to wear their Kershaw Jersey after this year as well? You think he's gone? No. 
Well, with what we just segued into, I mean, yes, he's a sweetheart, but I feel like he would, for for the Dodgers and the Dodger Blue, but I feel like he would have to sign a sweetheart deal for them to keep. I mean, you look at it, look at and think about what we just talked about. Look at all this talent, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, you know that the fans want him to be a Dodger for life, but are you going to pay him with all the luxury taxes that this team has paid in the past six to eight years and giving up draft picks and things like that? Are they really going to do that for a guy? You know, I mean, he's got the ring, you know, he's, he's got the resume. He's got to go in as a Dodger, you know, but do they sign him? And if they don't, what's the market like for a guy like Kershaw at the end of the year? Well, and that's, that's an interesting thing. Cause that would be pretty funny if this Bauer contract cost him Kershaw. But... Mm-hmm. I mean, it could happen, and I, I don't, I don't even know if it's the money thing. I, I, I want to say when you start looking at it, I mean, you have to look at what's in right there in front of you, and like you said, what's waiting right below you. Are you going to really not start the clock on somebody when you need them now on on somebody that you know has finally pulled it through in the playoffs for you over what five years now? But I, I, I'm really, really, really looking into like what what Kershaw what a Kershaw market would look like at the end of the year. Because, I mean, let's face it. I mean, the market's going to be hot regardless after this this next year. You know, I feel like a lot of people have held their cards and things like that. But the, the market's going to be booming this next season. And I'm interested to see what they're going to do with him. Well, and it's like we're sitting here talking about the pitching the whole time. And we're not even talking about, like you said earlier when we were talking to Yale, the, the filthy one to nine that they have there in L.A. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they they lost guys, they lost guys like Kiki Hernandez and, and, and Bellinger mm-hmm. and, and Jock Peterson, I'm sorry. And they're, the, that is real talent, but it doesn't seem to phase anyone's projections on them. It doesn't seem to phase the expectations for this team. And it's, it's testament to what they built there. For sure. $238 million is their payroll. They're forty dollars ahead of the next place. I mean, forty million over the Yankees, who are in second place with the highest payroll. For sure. They have Bauer at thirty-one. Well, base is twenty-eight. Like, <laughs> this makes me laugh every time. <laughs> it's just un- obscene. But and that's what we're talking about. I mean, you think about it, Chris. They get rid of that Kershaw contract, and the scary thing about that. Is instead of going out of pitching after pitching this next year, they can go after another bat. Yeah, and that's that's the stupid thing about it, right there. They're deep at every spot. They are, they are, and it's 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 going to be really fun to watch the battles this year. Nineteen mm-hmm. games head to head. I I truly think those nineteen games are going to decide the division. So it's it's going to be fun to watch i was telling you guys before there there, there's an insane possibility that we could see two 100 win teams in the in the nl west and one of them could be one and done there in that uh, wild card game (laughs) which is just insane yeah they don't play each other until april 16th in san diego it's it's gonna gonna be be oh dude every series that they play is gonna be must see there's no no doubt about it um, but yeah, we'll see if it's also possible that they have like a world world series hangover. It is a thing. Like we've seen certain teams win the world series and next year they aren't as good. Um, so we'll have to keep an eye there on the uh, Dodgers. Chris floor is yours with the Padres. Well, last year after, after making the playoffs and an exciting run and then losing Clevenger and Lamet at the worst possible time, this team comes back in the offseason, decides they want Blake Snell and Yu Darvish. 
Those are two very, very good pitchers coming off of good years. You watching him this year, he's already looked very good in uh, in spring training. I'm very excited about this. It's just insane to me to say the San Diego Padres are basically deep at every position. When I look at this team, really, it's it's the outfield that's somewhat of a question mark. I say somewhat, but you've got you've got someone like Will Myers who I truly think is going to be an MVP candidate this year. I'm I'm. I'm not saying he will win the MVP, but that is a guy that can be in the top 10 this year, especially with the bats hitting around him. Tommy Pham, obviously, is a question mark in the outfield. He's coming off of his offseason stabbing and his struggles last year, but it's I, I don't know what I'm going to get with a guy like that. And you worry about a guy like Trent Grisham, who's hurt right now, who I think will be okay. It was just It was just, it seemed like a strain, so hopefully he's okay, but... There's just a lot of depth on this team. It's insane to me to look at every position. You look at the infield, and I would argue it might be one of the best infields in the NL right now. I think the biggest question mark is at first base. But there you have a guy like Eric Hosmer who I know he's making a lot of money this year, but he might be sitting on the bench for a guy like Jake Cronenworth if they moved Kim to second or Profar. There's a lot of pieces right now that are just plug and play, and this team will be fantastic. The bullpen... We did lose some guys this year, but they also picked up Melancholm. They picked up um, uh, Keone Kella. There's there's arms there. And right now, we don't know who our closer is, but it's because there's so many decent closers in there. The rotation's going to be strong. The bullpen's going to be strong. That and I think rotation, our one tonight. Oh, that rotation I was looking at, I was like, damn, that looks sexy. Like, that was some badass, like, potential. You could have guys with, like, 12, 13 wins, all five of them. Well, and it's insane when you think about it and we talk about who's our ace. It's like it's, that question isn't like in the past where it's who's the best of the bad. It's who is actually the true ace on this, this team. But you've got guys like Snell and Darvish that are obviously at the top of this list. You've got a guy who, like Paddock who seems like he's starting to develop that third pitch this year. And I do I like to I like to joke about it online a lot, but I do think Chris Paddock's gonna have a bounce back here, especially if he's in the third or fourth spot in the rotation here. I think that puts him in a great spot to succeed. You have a left hander like Mackenzie Gore, who's gonna just be insane. Yes, Blake. Who's your ace? Right now, I would say the ace is Blake Snow. But also Denelson Lamette's a guy who's an X Factor right now. Absolutely. We've seen him a little bit. He's thrown some live BP sessions and he's looked good in them. But the question the, the other question with this team is injuries. Obviously, depth depth is not a, a question, but you're coming off of a 60 game season to 162. You've got some arms in there that may have question marks. So it's just it's just insane to me that I'm talking about a Padres team that not only has a chance to win the division, not only has a chance to win the National League, but legitimately has a shot to win the World Series. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I I'm not big on is their who's their closer. Well, and and that was that was one thing I brought up. You you've got arms there. You've got guys like Pomerantz. He could. You've got a guy like Emilio Pagan who struggled a little bit last year, but he's looked to bounce back this year, and I think he'll be really solid this year. Keone Kayla. I mean, there's even a guy like Pierce Johnson that kind of on the outside might have a shot at that. But there are some solid arms in that bullpen, and I could see a closer by committee. I could see us not going with one true closer and just having situational, especially with the lefty like Pomerantz in there. It, it, it gives you so many options. I'll be rooting for them when they're not playing the Dumbbacks. <laughs> so I'll be watching a lot of their games on MLB.TV, that's for sure. Because I can't watch my local team. So, because Sinclair can, yeah. 
Sinclair's the worst. I, I just laughed because I'm sitting here thinking of all the stuff I talked about, and I didn't even mention Fernando Tatis and Manny Machado. But it's like I feel like I don't have to mention them yeah. because they are they're they're an insane talent. They're probably the best <clears throat> left side of the infield in baseball. The only thing that I can piggyback with you is I'm really tired of the made up storyline of you know what what Tatis are we going to get at 162 you know because he struggled that last that last month and you know we all thought obviously he was going to be a runaway with the NL MVP and you know the 208 in September like that looks bad but I, I think in any natural 162 that is excusable right there because right after that month he gets hot again you know and I'm really tired of the storyline is can Tatis really pull a whole year? I'm like, of course he can. You know, like I'm uh, all these guys that got hot in the playoffs. Like that's a natural hill and valley, I guess you could call player. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I, I'm not going to discredit what Seager did, but a guy like Seager, I would be more worried about going into this year than I would even a Manchado if you wanted to put him out there. I know that's too hard to compare the two with Tatis and him, but you know, I mean. The only thing that I segue into real quick is what I was kind of thinking because Brandon made a really, really valid point. You know, we have two teams that could be at 100 wins, okay? And what happens if these one of these two teams between the Padres and the Dodgers has to play a wild card? And what if all three of us are so wrong about the Mets and we see the Dodgers or the Padres go in and face a healthy Jake DeGrom in a wild card game. Like, how epic would that it's be? Done. It's <laughs> done. For real. No, I'm being for real. Like, how exactly, epic exactly. would that be? Like, if you face – if we are all three wrong about the Mets and you go in and you face a pitcher like Jacob DeGrom, like, how funny would that be to see the Dodgers, like, not win the division but still win 100 games and then go face arguably the best pitcher in all of New no. York, you know? Baseball, well, it, really? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. you look at last year and what happened to the Padres in the playoffs, they got spent in that first wild card game. Absolutely. If that was not a best of three series, it's over, and we're not even looking at some of the storylines that happened. But, sure. I mean, we're, we're talking about Tatis and his longevity, and, I mean, the, the only reason I could see something happen is because of how hard he plays the game. I mean, I'm sure you guys saw the highlights this weekend where he went from home to home with the ball barely leaving the infield, infield single, first to third on a grounder to second, and then tagging up on a, on a, on a pop-up to the shortstop and scoring at home. Like, the way why, the guy plays oh, the game it. is just yeah. unreal. And it's like he was, brought, he was brought up in the game. Obviously, we, we know the story with his dad, but he just loves playing, and he loves playing at 110%. I love it. He is, without a doubt, the most exciting player in baseball to watch. It, it, there, there, There's no one in my mind that's even close to, like, when you're watching, you literally get excited. How much fun he's having. Yeah. That's why he didn't make the banner tonight, just saying. Can you put the banner that. up? Put the banner up again, Brandon. AL oh. and NL MVP oh. right there. AL and NL MVP right there. Thank you. <laughs> you, you, I was okay. like, you say what you want. <laughs> um, I, so I already said go over already, the standings because we kind of already, already said went it. Through it. So, before we start with the standings, Chris is going to give me the death glare. But what I said earlier about what happened with the Astros A's is what's going to happen in this division this year. The Dodgers are going to win the division, and then the Padres are going to get hot and beat them in the playoffs. And 
that is my prediction on the year. Why I, I would think, I glare uh, about that? I'm okay with because that. Because I'm just messing <laughs> with you. I thought I, I know I put it out there just to be like a peacekeeper, but honestly, like, yeah, I mean, I have the Dodgers. I had the Padres, like, I mean, you think about it, they're 98-100 win team, you know, depending on what those one night, those 19 games go. I mean, both, I, I have the, the Dodgers and the Padres both at 100. I still got to, even though it tastes like vinegar coming out of my mouth, I'm picking the Dodgers to win the division. I mean, it's it, it, like, like Chris said, you know what's going to be bad is there's going to be two games that we're going to have two crucial, three crucial innings that that literally decide this division in those 19 games. I think that's going to be that close. Dodgers, Padres, I'm going to have the Giants at 78 wins, D-backs at 74 wins, and obviously the Rockies I'm going to have like around six higher in 60s. Yeah, like 66 to 68 there. Yeah. Um, I think whoever beats up on the Diamondbacks and uh, Rockies will win this uh, division. Because you got to remember, they got 19 games against them as well. So, if because I'm a Dunbacks fan. I can admit it. They don't look very good on paper. Yeah. Um, so, I'm not sure what we're going to get out of them. Uh, um, so, it's going to be interesting. I could see them both at 100-plus wins. It, it would be interesting. One of them goes in the wild card, faces Jacob DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom gets like... Like, if Jacob DeGrom gets, like, three runs of support, it's over. Yeah. He's so dominant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's never gotten run support. Like, you'll mm-hmm. take a look. He's, like, 9 and 11, but his ERA is, like, a sub-2 ERA, which is just insane. Yeah. He yeah. is, and, in and... my opinion, the best pitcher in baseball. Oh, yeah. yeah no, I mean... you got to say it right. The best pitcher in New York. He is the best pitcher in New York. You love saying that, but no, I mean, I mean, for me, like, I, I think, I think Blake nailed the, the bottom three. I think, I think the Giants are gonna be decent. I don't think they have enough talent to play in the division. So 78, 78 wins sounds on point with them. I, I think the big X factor is AJ Preller. I don't think they're done moving. I think mm-hmm. by the All Star break, we will get one or two more moves. You could see a, maybe a corner outfielder, a big piece like that, or someone in the outfield because I. I just have question marks about fam. I think Grisham can be that guy, but you can always upgrade someone like that. I think Myers is pretty supplanted there. And for somebody that's gone through all of this in San Diego since his, since his big signing way back when, I just want nothing but success for him. And I think they're going to put him in a place to do that. But I do think the Padres will win the division. And But I think it's only going to be one or two games. I, I think it's going to be extremely close, and this is going to come down to the last weekend of the season. Yeah, and that honestly, that was the only question that I had for you, Chris, was – you know, a guy like them, you know, and I mean, you nailed it on all cylinders on not only what to do or how to do it for him, for the team, obviously. And I, I mean, I just, I can't agree with you more. This is going to be such a, such interesting race. And I mean, we've said it, what, three times now, this 19 playoff games that we're going to get between these two teams. Yeah, and it's like for you guys, it's going to be very enjoyable. For me, it's going to be a stressful the entire season. I can't, I can't wait. wait. To see I cannot you wait. Twitter's going to be like, oh god, okay, okay. It's going to be so awesome to watch. Like, I'm going to put like alert me every time you tweet during during the freaking like Padres Dodgers game because I'm going to be able to see like, all right, what did Chris say? You know, but no, it's there'll, be, there'll right. be some good post game games. What's great? Is this is great for baseball, dude? This is what yes, baseball completely agreed. When baseball has teams 
that are literally juggernauts that are like throwing haymakers at one another on the East Coast, on the West Coast, or even in the Midwest when you have those those great Cardinals and, and, and Cubs teams go at it. This is what's healthy for baseball because all the old geezers that still write and still snarl, you know, this is what they hype up the MLB about. And it's exciting to grow the sport, and it's 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 great for baseball. You mean the guys? Teams. I was gonna say you mean the guys that were upset that Tatis signed that contract in San Diego because that's not the type of market he should be in. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So Chapman, Chapman will make up for that in the off season, guys. Okay, sorry Oakland, sorry Oakland, but yeah, he'll make up for that. Any? I think he looks. He looks good in Red Sox colors, right? You know, problems maybe a little bit. Any <sighs> final thoughts, you guys? I'm just ready to get back to it, man. And like we talked about, we were talking about in the backstage, I'm really ready to be back at the ballpark. Like, I'm desperate to be back at the ballpark. Uh, I'm really excited for it. So we're there. We're almost there, guys. We're almost there. So I couldn't be happier. Two and a half more weeks. Yeah, for me, I mean, I, I think the West, it's it's going to be fun on both ends. Obviously, with the NL West, you've got the Padres and Dodgers, and that's just going to be so enjoyable to watch this season. Like, it's going to it's gonna be, like you said, a heavyweight prize fight, and they're going to go back and forth. But in the AL West, I, I'm excited to see what happens with the Astros, the A's, and the, and the uh, Mariners, and even the Angels. Like, outside of the Rangers, those are four teams that I think are really going to mix it up in that division this year, and it's going to be fun to watch them go after each other. And I, I think both West are going to be very, very enjoyable to watch this year. Absolutely. It's going to be fun. Uh, everyone, thanks for tuning in tonight. We will see y'all next week.